Hey, it's Ryan Rosillo. I'm the host of the Ryan Rosillo Podcast at The Ringer. We are a sports show, but we do it a little differently because we want to cut through all of the nonsense and try to figure out what's really happening and give you those bigger picture observations. Do a lot of NFL, a lot of NBA, and of course, college football. Also have a great guest lineup, a lot of athletes, front office guys, and even we do some actors and writers from famous TV shows and movies, plus our life advice segment at the end of every show. So make sure you follow The Ryan Rosillo Show on Spotify. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, friends, and welcome to this golf podcast, unlike any of Yes, 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 my friends, we have done it. This is Fairway Rolling Golf Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, joined, as is our custom, by my incomparable accomplice, our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard. It is a two ball today, my birdie buddies, my par saving pals. We are still lingering in the afterglow of Brian the Butcher Harmon grabbing the Open Championship and never letting it escape his grasp like a wild turkey on his farm. It's a two ball. The pegs are in the ground. We are off. Nate Dog, how you doing, bud? House, I am remarkably excited about the next two months of golf. I think that the changes, along with some of the ambiguity, that the PGA Tour made in response to the live insanity have suddenly put a pretty bright spotlight on a lot of players we know and love who are going to have to perform super well over the next couple months to do things like make the tour championship, make the FedEx Cup playoffs at all, which means will we see them in the big elevated events next year, much less make the Ryder Cup. So these next two months of golf, which usually are sleepy and we sort of joke about the stupidity of the FedEx Cup, are suddenly really filled with intrigue. I'm not going to stop making jokes about the stupidity of the FedEx Cup. No. But... I, I thought maybe I was going to get you to talk... At least say something nice about this, no? You about can't get, what? I, about, I totally agree with you. 
Okay, um, football doesn't start till September. We, we, we've uh, got. We've with all got, due respect, football started this week. Training camps are open. <laughs> bets are, there's nothing bets, for you to watch. It, it's time to bet. Yeah, but there's lots to look at. Lots there, of research yeah, out there. That's lots fine. of hope. Hope but springs eternal. In term. terms of watching actual golf on TV, I think we can make a compelling case for the next two months of golf. Well, whether we watch it on TV or not, definitely tracking the twists and turns because you mentioned the ambiguity of next season. You mentioned eligibility for the designated events. And that is really the thing that's out there. That's the key prize that remains the great unknown while the PGA tour and its Saudi counterpart work out the possibility of some kind of arrangement. If there are going to be events next season where there is there is compulsory attendance, and it seems like maybe that's in the mix. Although, yes, you know, even that element is sort of up in the air. Um, Lots of money. We, we as golf fans really want to see the best players play more often. We were really uh, had had a wealth of riches in that respect this this past season. And the ratings indicate that they're that it's working, right? Yes, that the American golf consumer, the consuming public enjoyed it, desires it, wants it. Um incentives that go alongside the money, some other way of of incenting that doesn't just have gigantic purses um unless the the this first infusion of cash from the Saudis comes in if they get this deal done and there's the cash is there. We have the source of the cash, but right. What are we going to see? How is it going to be competed? Who are the competitors all up in the air? These next two months shape the size and scope of that dramatically impactfully. Right. Nate dog. Yeah. I mean, we got a real good chance that Justin Thomas is not going to make the elevated events. We got a real good chance that a guy like Hideki Matsuyama may not make the tour championship. We got a real good chance that Cam Young is fighting tooth and nail for the Ryder Cup team. Now, I think he's going to make it. I think he, he, I think he solidified his place at the Open. We'll debate that today. We got a decent chance that Jordan Spieth doesn't make the tour championship. He's sitting last man in at the moment. So lots of these guys who we pay attention to are scrambling for their lives, much less than Adam Scott sitting at 80th in the FedEx right now. Billy Horschel, 119th. He's out. He'd need a top two over the next two weeks to just make the playoffs for crying out loud. A- adding to the intrigue in terms of the playoffs and guys moving position to, to, to land in the, the tour championship, that top 30, which is the, the, the crucial, that's the crystal to be sought after and grabbed, is the fact that we are going back to Olympia Fields to take the field from 50 to 30. The BMW championship is being competed at Olympia Fields outside Chicago, which when we watched it uh, a couple years ago, showed out as every bit of of a potential like U.S. Open kind of venue. Uh, shooting under par was extremely tough, and we had this unbelievable John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, you know, duel uh, that, that that went a, an extra hole. So um, that that all by itself adds to the to the the great intrigue as we winnow the field down. Let's quickly do a minute on Brian Harmon afterglow though, because we did, we, we had our recap show. We gave out the flowers that, that he deserved. I just feel like we need to make sure in the 48 hours since we give absolutely the right, um, context to, to what he just accomplished the sixth American to win by six strokes or more. The names on that list are, you know, Tiger and Jack and and Bobby Jones and and like you know luminaries, uh, he um, absolutely both by by combination of of driver and putter he's in rarefied air with that putting performance. Only one missed putt outside of ten feet. It happened on the thirteenth hole. 
on Sunday. Just a stellar, stellar Brian Harmon performance. I wanted to make sure that we revisited because you, upon your own reflection and contemplation of what Brian Harmon achieved at the Open Championship, took the occasion to do a little bit of a, 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 a what do we call it now? An X thread? An X? Who the fuck knows? A series of... <laughs> well, you, guy you went into a shop. social media machine and you wrote a series of observations around the challenge that faces those guys that are not, you know, at the tippy top of this golf industry, the co- competitive professional golf industry. And I, I, I know in terms of, you know, the way that you, you set it up, we, you, you, you were inspired by Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon is not a journeyman. You use the term journeyman to, 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 to make the point about how hard competitive golf is and as, as a, as a profession and, and livelihood. Um, Harmon, you know, has made it to 11 straight FedEx cups. Uh, so, and, and over $30 million in earnings. So, uh, a, a guy that's probably a little more accomplished than I think, you know, uh, the, the, the more down the middle journeyman, right. But you're, you're, I'm going to let you sort of describe the, the, the gist of, of your observation there. Yeah. I, I think being hundredth in the FedEx cup is, not a comfortable place to be. And Harmon's at 10th in the world now. But I don't think he's spent a career feeling the way that Spieth and Hatton and Brooks Kepka and, you know, Tony Finau, these are all guys who are ranked below him, who are ranked, you know, higher than him in the world. Meaning, like, if, if he's at 10, Kepka's at 14, you know, Morikawa's at 23, JT's at 24, Fowler's at 26. Those guys have lived fairly comfortably. Brian Harmon, with two PGA Tour wins, has not been a lock every year to make the FedEx Cup. It's not been an easy journey. Now, this is not me asking you to feel sorry for the guy. Like, yeah, he hits a fucking white ball for a living. What a great job. I wish we all could have that job. It's an awesome job. But my point is just... It is hard when you're, uh, I mean, my, my, my little thread was really about how I should have been more enthusiastic about him winning because you just know a guy like that, as opposed to somebody who is locked for life, they're doing a million commercials. You're not seeing Brian Harmon in a Titleist commercial or a Callaway commercial or whatever the fuck. Well, now, now we got to find a Megacorp commercial because that's... Yeah. <laughs> Megacorp's yeah. got to show up on the airwaves. Got to see a PGA Tour <laughs> Megacorp commercial, Nate Dog. Right. The point is just for a guy like that, you know, he's had a lot of near misses, 29 top 10s without a win. And you get to a point at 36 years old where you're pretty sure, hey, maybe my time has passed. And he acknowledged this. It's not going to happen. I think being part of a team of a guy like that, you're living on the edge more often because every shot just matters more. You know, over the course of a tournament, you can count up the strokes that you completely pissed away. Mark Harvard last week, T10 at Barracuda. I promise you, with the just the short putts he missed, he could have, should have won that tournament in his heart of hearts. He knows that. Brian Harmon has had now 150 of those tournaments, right? And his family, the people around him, his team, they feel the weight of that. It's just a different existence than if you're Xander or Rom. Hey, it's still you're still living and dying by, you know, do they win the major? But the, the, the stakes are a bit higher for guys like Harmon. And so I just sort of chastised myself for not being more behind a guy like that who finally tackles those mental demons that have gotten in the way of him winning and getting himself to that winner's uh, circle finally in, in in a big setting it just it just was a really great moment and to me it's what gets me excited about the PGA tour right for everyone who discovered Joel Damon through the Netflix series house and you 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 and I have known Joel for a while but there are a lot of Joel Damons out there who are just fighting hard to be the you know call it whatever 25th to 125th best golfer in the world and Joel right now is sitting at 81st in the FedEx Cup, right? Joel yeah, Joel yeah. comes into this week playing. He needs a top 15 this week or two top 25s over the next two weeks to make the playoffs. And if he misses the playoffs, Joel Damon's going to be playing a lot of golf in the fall. 
it's going to take a lot for him to work his way in to some of the tournaments that we're used to seeing him play. And he may not get into Phoenix next year. It's literally the thing that I it was, was, was one of the elements that came out of, of your um, contemplation, which is trying to lead a normal life. He had his first child this year yeah, and he's a new dad and he's living a new dad life. Yes. He's wanting to spend time with his wife and his baby. But the nature of the profession that he's he's chosen, and again, we're not, you know, asking any for anybody's pity. We're not suggesting no. that, that pity pity is due. It's an amazing effing lifestyle. Yeah. But it's also insanely hard. And one of the things I you observed that I want to make sure sometime, not on this pod, we should probably get a guest and talk this through. The economics of professional golf are not like the economics of really any other professional sport because each guy is his own business. Yes. And the expenses, for the most part, greatly, greatly, greatly outweigh, you know, what what the the sort of week to week revenue looks like. The expenses are fixed and they're 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 weekly. There are dramatic ups and downs in the revenue. Unless you have a set of sponsors like the top 20 to 25 guys, the guys with genuine name recognition, maybe 20 is being overly generous. Then you have the assurance of, you know, uh, a Nike shirt or a bank that's on your, your, uh, on your chest plate or a hat that has a consulting company on it. And those guys basically provide the backbone that allows for the expenses uh, of of competing in this manner to go ahead and go forth. But I, w- I do think we should get somebody yeah. on here to talk us through because the thing that jumped off the page and is really worth reminding everybody, if you earn $1.3 million on the tour in a season, that's the equivalent of $175,000 salary. That's yeah. like being a, 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 you know, a, 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 a working for the federal government and, and getting a, like a, you know, GS 15 kind of status in the federal government. That's, that's the equivalent. Hey, it's Um, it's not, not a terrible life and you get money outside from your sponsors and you know, there's some stuff that's there, but it's not an easy life. Think just to bring it back to, to Joel Damon, Joel Damon played great in the opposite field event last week, the Barracuda in Tahoe that, you could barely watch because like, why are we even fucking doing this? But it, it, it ran opposite the British open coming down the stretch. Joel Damon was tied for second. He made three bogeys down the stretch on the back nine. He bogeyed, uh, 14, 16 and 18. He ends up tied for 10th house. The difference between tied for 10th and tied for second in that tournament was about 120 FedEx cup points. Well, Joel today, right now, after that tournament, sits, like I said, 81st. He's got 515 FedEx Cup points. He's out. He's on the outside looking in. If he finishes top two and makes those extra 120 FedEx Cup points, right now he's sitting probably 58th in the FedEx Cup. He's almost assuredly qualified for the Memphis event. And his entire next 18 months is different. He can plan his schedule such that he can be with his son more often. He can, you know, rely on a certain set of income. So just five fucking holes could make the entire difference in the next two years of Joel's life. And those are the guys. Brian Harmon has been more in that situation than the John Rahm situation of, hey, I've won a major. And so for, for to see a guy finally break through and deal with the mental challenge that comes knowing, hey, I got to close these next five holes out or else, or else, or else. And instead of thinking or else, to do what he said, which was, thank God for the guy who talks shit to me on you know the 12th hole or whenever it was on his Saturday round who said, you don't have the stones for this. That snapped Brian Harm. That got into his inner Georgia Bulldog, got him focused, and he pushed through and won the damn British Open. And, and that is something to me that is as, as much a story to celebrate as when all of golf Twitter gets excited about Rory making another run. Well, I want to give you credit, and and I really love the way this is is headed, because we are now officially in five fucking hole season. It's an FFH season. The next two months, what you described in terms of the challenge that 
most of the guys, everybody outside the top 30, everybody that's not inside the top 30 right now, and maybe some of those guys between 25 and 30, it's FFH season for them, for all of them, because of all the reasons that we've kind of listed. And now we have this wonderful uh, branding that we're going to use on every podcast for the next two months. So thank you for that. FFH season (laughs) is in full effing effect, everybody. Par saving pals, birdie buddies. Now let's do another quick aside. We had a great bit of fun in singing the praises of Brian Harmon. He is now officially third on the Ryder Cup points list, but we Mm. had a really fun conversation about the Ryder Cup and the current uh, setup and, and, and where guys are sitting the um on the on the whatever machine the tw- the Twitter machine or the X machine I don't know what we're calling it right now there was some feedback from from folks about the the notion um there was some pushback just to be candid about it I posited the the idea that Jordan and and JT you know if there's any way uh, on God's green earth for them to be together and on the team that it, it will be made so um. And that it might come at the expense of somebody that that might not fit the same kind of marketing. But let's we have the the, the points. The the Ryder Cup update is out. The six guys in by virtue of points are Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Brooks Kepka, Xander Schauffele, and Patrick Cantley. Yes. That's your that, that's your six. I want to ask this gently. If those are your six top dogs, how are you feeling about going to, <laughs> over to Marco Simone in, in Rome? I mean, I, it's I, a lot of unknowns. I, I like each of those guys. Well, not each. Handful of those guys got that dog in them. I'm not worried about uh, Wyndham Clark having that dog in him. Well, he just, he just doesn't have the experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about Brian Harmon having that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. Brooks is Brooks, but like... But that's why we got the six captain's picks. Because if you list the next six guys on the list, it's Max Homa, who dominated the President's Cup and is resurgent, just got his first top 10 in a major. You got Cam Young, let's talk about him. Uh, First tee to green last week. Coming in hot. You know, he's got top 10s in each of his last two tournaments. You got Jordan fucking Spieth, who's on the team. You got Keegan Bradley, who I'm going to argue in a minute is going to be the odd man out. You got Colin Morikow at 11. You got Ricky Fowler at 12. And then 13's Burns, 14 is Thomas. I think that's your universe of players. And the only question, since since he's got 12 to pick, is who are you subbing in? I mean, I think the fact that just because Wyndham Clark is second in the points doesn't mean he's first out on Sunday morning. I mean, let's be clear. <laughs> Wyndham Clark may not see as much grass as he'd like to. But I, I think if you look at that list house at this point, this thing is righted it's, it, itself. Sam Burns is not playing this week. I don't know why, but he's not playing Minnesota. This is absolutely an audition. It's why Tony Finau defending champ is coming in. And yeah, why- I mean, Sam Burns did just play the Open Championship. I'm not really. So did Sepp Straka. And he's playing this tournament. And you know why he's playing this why. tournament? Tell he me why. wants to make the Ryder Cup. If we flip it and we look at the standings in Europe, Guess who's definitely in? Rory, Rom, Victor, Hatton, Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick. Those are your right. top six. They're definitely yeah. in. I think Shane Lowry is probably definitely in. Well, Shane Lowry is a name, by the way, speaking of FedEx Cup being on the outside. why? The only reason to put Shane Lowry in for sure is, is for chemistry reasons. He yes. was the most offended. He talked the most shit of anybody at Whistling Straits while they took that beating. Yes. Uh, he looked like he wanted to be in it, you know, it, he, he would have preferred to have had a little bit of a, of a, of a pub fight, uh, as opposed yeah. to taking the whooping that they took, but he, he could play better at golf, but look, he's he might sep- not take that ass whooping if he played better at golf, but he's 73rd in the FedEx right now. He, he's at 556 points. The, the KH Lee's at, at, at 70th in in that position at 567. So he he's he's not even you know he's 21 points or 11 points back. It, it, a top 40 moves Shane Lowry inside, but still, yes, he could be a bit better at golf right now. I'd rather have Sepp Straka than Shane Lowry. 
that, 100%. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't feel very uh, but you have, controversial. Okay, but you have, but but I think Sep is in at this point on, on the okay. back of those wins, for sure. I think Sep is, your, is probably your seventh. Let's make Lowry your eighth. So then you got four slots if you're Europe. Who are you going to take? Justin Rose, he won the AT&T, maybe. Bobby Mack, he's third in the point standings in, in on the European side. You're going to take Adrian Moronk. He won at Marco Simone. That was the host course. You're yeah. going to take Seamus Power. He's 28th in FedEx. We haven't heard from him since like Las Vegas in the fall, but somehow he's sitting there 28th in the FedEx. He might make the tour championship. Who else? And like Ludwig Aberg, but there's some other guys, Yannick Pauls of the world, like some Spanish guys. Like I, I don't feel great about the bottom part of that European roster is what sure, I mean. Sure, I get it. And 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 that's fine. And and we... If our 12th we'll have, is Fowler and their 12th is Seamus Power, let's fucking go. That's fine. I mean, our 12th is is, is Fowler because, you know, he, he only his his win for the season was Detroit, you know, if but he was right there for the for the US Open uh and yeah. right there in a bunch of other tournaments over the course of the year. I honestly prefer Ricky to 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 Jordan if I'm being candid about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Based I mean, on the I, golf, I'd rather have Ricky. I, right now I think that's the case. There is no way you're going to have to choose. But but no. there but there is the question now of who's going to be out. Look, Finau could be the wild card here because if Finau plays well over these next and this was the time of year last year when Finau went on the run, won a couple in a row, and you're like, all right, right this guy's so Finau. We're assuming in this conversation is completely out. But if he plays well over the next couple of weeks, he could make it very difficult. I just look at that list and I say, if you're Zach Johnson, for the reasons that you mentioned last week, which were convincing to me, which is, hey, this is a television event. Ricky Fowler's going to be in this tournament. And Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas are going to be in this tournament. If Thomas is in, that means somebody in the top 12 has to go. And and I think the only two who you could cut, and you're going to tell me you could cut Morikawa, I don't think you can. The, the only two who you really could cut are Cameron Young, who's sitting at eighth right now, coming off two top tens, you know, again, played the open unbelievably well and is my pick this week to win. Let's be clear. Okay. Or Keegan Bradley, you know, New England's hero. Nobody else's real hero. Uh, I say that not like pejoratively against Keegan, like I love Keegan, but it's not like he's going to move the needle on the TV ratings in the same way. And so if you got to replace somebody, you know, Justin Thomas, uh, you know, you got to boot somebody to put Thomas in. It's probably Cameron Young or Keegan Bradley. And I think you got to take Cam Young, the young guy who's playing great. And you got to have a hard conversation with Keegan Bradley if you're Zach Johnson right now. It wouldn't, I, I'd flip it. Um, I, I wouldn't have Young in. Um, I, I don't think he's done enough th- this season. And, uh, you know, the, the disappearing act after the Masters to me is, is concerning the wow. putting. At the Open Championship, look at his numbers off the tee and approach for the Open Championship, and then look at his goddamn putting numbers. They are horrendous. And the John Deere was his golf tournament to remind us all of who he is and where he's been and what his intentions are. He wants to be a bad man. He wanted to show us, but he he it was a it was it was a uh, not inspiring. I was going to put it in more graphic terms, not inspiring weekend performance by Cam Young at the John Deere. That's not a great sentence. I need like if you're Cam Young and you're going to represent the United States of America in the Ryder Cup and you have the John Deere there for the taking. Now, I know that Sepp Straka was was standing in the middle of the fairway on 18 with 59 in his sights. Yeah, um, but. Cam Young wasn't wasn't anywhere near threatening winning the golf tournament that he should have won. He was on the leaderboard in 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 top position. You got to close that stuff out. He's super young and he's super talented. So the point that I'm I, I'm making is he's got time to build up the 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 credentials. From my perspective, I, I want now Keegan Bradley. Let's not forget was a uh, competitor. In a couple of these international comp- competitions, including the Ryder Cup, and you know, you harken back to the the relationship he had with Phil, where there, you know, that was like one of the 
the the real sort of fiery combo, Keegan and Phil out there kicking ass and asking everybody to cheer. So he does have on his resume some genuine experience in these international competitions. Um, anyway, this will be a fun conversation. Yeah, it's going to be ongoing. a debate, but I think that that's. Can I just ask you to declare in this moment? Uh, would you cut Morikawa? Yes, I'll, I'll I'll make the case. I'll I'll build it up for you. I'll I'll share okay. with you with you the, the numbers. Okay. When you see how many cuts he's missed at 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 big events this year, I mean, you know, the data is the data. You can't argue with the data. Uh, okay, so Morikawa versus Young. I would have them both out. Well, you'd rather have, have JT in. Well, you're going to have JT. JT's going to replace one of them. <laughs> I, I'm actually if, being facetious. I would yeah. not prefer to have JT in, but uh, okay. we, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. I'll, okay. I'll make, I'll make the Morikawa case for you. Okay. Well, this is you'll, the interesting you'll, you'll debate. Convinced. This is the interesting debate. There are a couple of guys who have a chance to jump up uh, with a weird win, right? That Sahith Tagala could jump up. Finau could jump up. Freaking Harris English could jump up. I, I think Tony, uh, you know, sooner than Sahith. I don't, I mean, we're talking for, for Ryder Cup purposes, like no, winning. I, I get it. You know, winning a tournament would move. I mean, winning a tournament could move some of these guys up. We'll see. Let, I mean, I, I think it's basically baked and we've we've identified what the choice is, which is if you're going to put JT in, you got to cut one of Cam Young, Keegan Bradley, or in your opinion, potentially Colin Morikawa. Hey, hey, my par saving pals. The golf playoffs are quickly approaching and there is no better place to get in on the golf action then FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $100 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. How many of you wish you placed your first $5 bet last week when Brian Harmon was available at 125 to 1? Look, all you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash rollin' To join today, this week, we are in Minnesota, the TPC Twin Cities. Me and the Nate Dog like Big Bombers at this place. We are on Cam Young in finishing positions and a win outright. We're going very chalk. It's okay. Sometimes you can go chalk if you're just trying to build up the bank. I like Sung JM also. Top 10, top 20. FanDuel is safe, secure, super easy to use. You can do all of these bets right there. The markets are, are rich and they're open. When you win, you get paid instantly. So please do not miss your chance to tee off with $100 in bonus bets. Win or lose when you make your first $5 bet. Go to FanDuel.com slash rolling to sign up today. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Quick disclaimer, you must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. First online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus is issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.vanduel.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. 
When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Well, we're going to have some answers presented to us. And some of these guys we're talking about could shove it right in my face. I hope they do. We are at the 3M Open this week at the TPC Twin Cities in Minnesota. Tony Finau, defending champion. What if he comes out and wins this golf tournament and then goes and kicks ass? I don't know if he would play the Wyndham, but goes and kicks ass in the in the in the playoffs. You know the 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 FedEx St. Jude down in Memphis or at at Olympia Fields. Anyway, Tony Finau is. We have eleven of the top fifty in this field. Uh, Cam Young. Speaking of, you know, you 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 just briefly made the mention. He's yeah. your pick to win the golf tournament this week. If he does that, then I'll shut the f up. I'll I'll take it and 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 say way to go, young fella. Way to kick him right in the nuts. JT is has to be there. He doesn't have a choice. He needs to keep you know scratching and grinding to find some golf. Hideki is here. Sungjae is here. Yes. Uh, and for then sure. you, you you do have some guys you know sort of around the hoop. Uh, otherwise. The past winners at this golf tournament tell you what kind of golf tournament it is. Three of the past four champs were Tony, Cam Champ, and Matthew Wolf. Um, they've been at this particular, you know, venue in this manner the, the like the past five years. Uh, Michael Thompson has a victory here as well. Um, but yes, if you can drive the ball far and be relatively accurate, you can win this golf tournament. It tends to be well into the double digits under par and you know it it does feel like uh there are a couple guys that 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 are going to you know pop up on on I've already seen some names uh, you know uh, across the sort of uh uh advanced analytic crew everybody put it pushing out some names so you said Cam Young is your pick to win this golf tournament it's very chalky make make the case I just think, I think he needs it. I mean, he's sitting there right now, like I said, coming off T6 at John Deere, T8 at the Open. I mean, he is fighting. when When you look at the standings right now on FedEx, there's only like 41 points between 31st and 35th. It's very bunched up. And to be clear, 41 points is like a top 20. There's only 50 points between position 70 and 80. That's like, uh, you know, a a 17th or so. So there's a lot of churn that can happen here still. Even even the difference between 20th and 30th, and again, 30th is what gets you into Eastlake, the difference there is only a top 15 at Memphis. So there's the guys who we're seeing around the edges are the ones that I look at and think, boy, they're going to have a real chance. And when I think about Cam uh, Smith, uh, it's Cam Smith. Cam Young. Ah. Cam Young is here to make the Ryder Cup team. He's here to make the Ryder Cup team. And if you look at his last three weeks uh, or two weeks, you'd say this is a guy who we got to put in there. He's 41st right now. He's basically only a top three behind Jordan Spieth, who's sitting at 30th in the FedEx Cup rankings. So a top five for Cam Young puts him very close to Eastlake if he plays decently well through the playoffs. So that's why I think we're going to see Cam Young carry this momentum. And and none of those guys in front of him, very few of those guys in the top 30 are going to be there this week. So I think he's got his eyes on Eastlake and he's got all the momentum in the world. I, he's my pick to win. I do think there are some guys around the edges who are interesting bets for top 20s, top 10s this week. Yeah, me too. And we're going to talk those through. So I like the case that you just made for Cameron Young. He is the odds-on favorite at 14-1 to 1 on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. Finishing position-wise, you can catch him plus 360 top five. You can catch him plus 160 top 10. See, now now we're talking. That's going to be one of my bets for sure this week. I just, let me have the the, the comfort zone of a top 10 finish at plus odds like that. 
for the guy. I, I, I know that I shit talked him in the context of this Ryder Cup discussion. Yeah. His talent is, is impeccable. I love how he hits the golf ball. I love how hard he hits the golf ball. I thought that he absolutely ball striking wise had the, uh, he, he has it all in terms of the, the, what was necessary to put a scare in Brian Harmon. He just couldn't do it because he couldn't putt for, for, for yeah, shit. Just so. don't, just don't forget this, all the top, you know, last year, right? L- last year he had five runners up, seven top tens. This year, we think he hasn't had a great year. He's still got a runner up in five top tens this year, eight top 25s. Like he's still made 17 cuts in 19 events. Like this guy is still a dog house. Yes. Yes, for sure. Well, speaking of dogs, my dog for the week is Sungjae. And again, we're, we're, Nate and I are right at the top of the leaderboard talking chalk to you, my eagle enthusiast. But Sungjae's right there at 16 to 1. He finished tied for second at this tournament last year. He's coming off of a T20 at Hoylake. And if you look at over the course of the season, he's got 12 top 20s. And of those 12 top 20s, eight of them were top 10 performances. So Sungjae, now there is an interesting thing that Jason Sobel in his column at the Action Network he observed, and and when Jason makes observations like this, it tends to be from a source of information as opposed to him speculating mm-hmm. um, out of his butt the way that at least I'll raise my hand, left hand up. That's what I do. Um, he 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 observed that there was there did seem to be something that happened between Sungjae going and and honoring a commitment to play in Korea. Yes. He won in Korea. He flew back from Korea for the PGA Championship. In fact, when you and I were talking about our dance cards for the PGA Championship, you were excited you, about Sungjae. Well, you asked me if I was nervous about that Korea trip, and I said absolutely not. You know, yes. the modern comforts of what these I guys are able to enjoy. Um, Sobel dropped a, the little nugget, the, the the subtle suggestion that there might have been an injury that was part of the mix. Something happened to make Sungjae uncomfortable mm. for several weeks. And if you look at his performance from that missed cut at the PGA championship all the way up to, you know, just the last handful of weeks, there does seem to be some merit to this, to this thesis. And and like I say, Sobel ain't speculating. So I, like uh, say, he, the, fit, he fits with the case around the edges too. He's 35th in FedEx right now. He's only 50 points behind Jordan to get into the tour championship. That's a 18th or a 17th. I think that's again, why he's playing this week. Yeah. So ha- happy to have him. And he certainly has, you know, uh, in terms of the profile for success at this venue, um, he's my horse. So let, let's talk about some guys around the edges. Well, I mean, look, I a top 10 from Lucas Glover right now is plus 600. He's T4 in Detroit, T6 at John Deere, solo fifth at Barbasol are his last three appearances. He had a T7 here in uh, the first time he played it in 2019. He has completely changed the way that he puts. He's gone to the long putter. It has, uh, you know, he has talked openly about how he struggled with the yips in putting. It sure looks like he has solved that problem. Uh, so he's had a late sort of 40 plus uh, year old resurgence here. And I love, I love that from Lucas Glover. I also, around the edges, Nick Hardy is sitting there in 50th place right now in the FedEx. He's plus 500 to top 20. So I think he's going to be this week fighting to protect that position uh, I don't necessarily know. We're going to see if Nick Hardy has the dog in him, but he's had a pretty good season. And again, being 50th versus 51st is worth millions of dollars come the fall. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I have a couple guys that kind of fit this as well. I have Cam Davis, who is also showing up in some of the smart guys that I like to read. Brian Kirshner's a guy that I love to read every week uh, at Golf Bet. Um, he he made the point and the argument for Cam Davis having comfort at this particular venue. His his uh, trend line sixteenth, twenty eighth, and twelfth at Twin Cities. So you know when I'm looking for value on a finishing position, uh, Cam Davis at plus four twenty to finish in the top ten. But more importantly, he's a guy that absolutely fits this 
FedEx yes. Cup motivation thing. He's outside the line right now, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, and and he showed us, you know, a uh, uh, reasonable improvement at the Rocket Mortgage. You know, he he was plus uh, strokes gained, um, strokes gained total, and strokes yeah. gained ball striking, which is what you want to see trend wise. So if you're just looking a little bit speculative, but you can fill in the motivation, you fill in the trend line of of performance at this place. Cam Davis at plus four twenty for a top ten feels like a decent kind of value to me. For sure, he's he's seventy seventh in in FedEx right now. He's got uh, you know there's only fifty points between seventieth and eightieth. So he he with a decent performance here tucks himself inside the playoffs. I don't hate it. House, I I know you're gonna hate this, but I I just have to I have to point out. Uh, Cam Champ is another Cam that we have to think about. And I know we're talking about a lot of Cams today, but Cam Champ has won this golf tournament before and he gave us some proof of life last week. There was a major Cam Champ sighting. He, he, he only T-17'd, but he's playing pretty good golf of late. He's plus 290 to top 20 on a course where he's won before with a little bit of life last week out at the Barracuda, which, uh, you know, he, I think the driver seems to be working a bit better. We didn't get shots gained last week, but he had some days out there that that really moved the needle. So I, I don't hate Cam Champ this week for our third Cam of, of the of the day. Well, you, he, he's a guy that's shown us... Uh... The, the enormously high ceiling, right? He can win a- any week that, that he that he walks out because of you know the the quality of of ball striking that he possesses and the and the absolute you know length and the fact that it will fit his eye because it, it fit his eye once before yeah. a defending champ uh, yeah. at, at this venue for sure. Yeah, and he hit he hit over seventy percent of his fairways last week, which to me is an indication, you know, 75% of his greens that that's been a big problem for camp champ. He's, we, we know he hits the shit out of the ball. It's been getting the, getting the ball online. And, uh, and, and he did that last week. So I, I think, I think he could be in line this week. I'm going to also do some finishing position plays on Adam Hadwin this week. Mm. Um, feels like his price is, is kind of soft relative to, this this field, you know, we keep seeing him on leaderboards in some of these non elevated events, and even in in a couple of the elevated events, Adam Hadwin showed up here and there. Plus three ninety to top ten, plus money uh, on a, on a top twenty position as well. His his top twenty number is plus one ninety five, so almost two to one. This is the the kind of venue he he's comfortable here. His his uh, performance thirty eighth, twenty first, sixth, so. You know, he for the finishing position wager that I'm positing, it's not like, you know, he's showing up and finishing in the top 10 every week. But I do like that he's got, you know, experience at the venue. And I do like the the, the trend line right now for for Adam Hadwin. What are your thoughts on, on Mr. Hadwin? Any any reason to talk me out of it? No, I don't. I mean, he's uh, as long as he didn't break a rib getting tackled at the Canadian spraying champagne, he came back the next week. Darn near almost won that golf tournament. So he, he darn he's, near almost won that golf. He, he's tournament. got an outside chance at at making the tour championship right now. He's in a, you know, you know, call it a hundred points behind Sungjae right now, but in that you know thirty seventh range. So I, I I think there's every every bit of motivation for him to keep playing well here, and and obviously the form has been good of late very quick cleanup on my end Kirshner was on adam hadwin not cam davis i saw cam davis show up in another one of these uh forecasts but hadwin for sure um the quality of, of form lately and those prices in particular are what's catching my attention house are you actually attributing uh other people's ideas to them you mean the way in which <laughs> nobody does it for our boy justin ray yeah Credit you know, justin was- ray there was, there was, where did I, just today I saw something, uh, it was, a, it was clearly a lift from Justin Ray. I, I'm, I'm going to botch it, so I, I won't tell it, but man, it ha- it's every week, every week. So they, they go in, he does all the hard work, all the numbers come out, they're great. And then you see it show up in, in everywhere else without any tip of the hat to JR. He's the best. He's the best. Sometimes we're the best as well, Nate Dog. Do you have anybody else that we want to pay attention to? No, I mean, there's like some golfer whose name I can't remember who's had a top 10 in four of his last seven. 
tournaments. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I, I'm having trouble remembering the name. So. Well, look, you know, everybody can do the research. I mean, yeah. I, I, I have a, we could probably find the guy, you know, just going through PGA tour results and check it out. Um, but I think, you know, we're going to root for the best outcome possible for that guy. We know he's in good form. He's feeling pretty good about things and we'll just, just hope for the best is what we do here at fairway rolling. Nate dog. We've done it. We are right on the precipice of these highly unusual, highly uh, dramatic, completely unpredictable playoffs. We're right on the precipice, and it's 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 FFH season here on Fairway Rolling. So, birdie buddies, par saving pals, eagle enthusiasts, we're back every week. We're doing this thing all the way through. The FedEx Cup playoffs because we're trying to sort stuff out here. Um, but look, I hope everybody's able to get out there, get a peg in the ground. The golf is is magnificent. Nate Dog, I played um Wingfoot this week. Speaking of magnific- magnificent magnificent I mean, I, I've played it before, but man, it just feels like you're in a museum. It's just so spectacular. Um I was able to get a peg in the ground. I actually got off the tee pretty good. I'm extremely so, nice, jelly. Nice round for me. It's good times. I did. You did invite me to that one. I appreciate. That I you did. Shout out to Vino and shout out to the Christopher Reeve, Christopher and Dana Reeve um, Foundation. It was a, a charity event, and they raised a ton of money for that foundation um, in in furtherance of spinal cord re- uh, uh, um, research. And you um, so, drank a ton of transfusions. I, I can't speak to that one way or the other. I just was there to support the great cause. Birdie buddies, please stick a peg in the ground and let's hit them straight out there. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. If you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. If you are in Arizona, you call 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 533 421 888 789 7777 in Connecticut. That's the number. Or you can visit ccpg.org slash chat. Once again, that's in Connecticut. In Indiana, you call 1 800 9 with it. In Kansas, 1 800 522 4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Louisiana it's 1-877-770-STOP in Maryland visit mdgamblinghelp.org visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming hope is here visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327- 5050 for 24 7 support in Massachusetts or in New York, you call 1 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY in New York.